0: Welcome to Expounded Universe, Season 6, Episode 5, Hut Girl-on-Girl Action. The book, Planet of Twilight, by Barbara Hambly. The year, ah, 1997, fine. Chapters 9 through 10, with your hosts, Jeff and John. Let's go! Drag me to take Uh, uh, My jerk-off motion is one of the endless. I mean, or, you know, you can just cover R2-D2 in flesh. (laughs) Welcome back to Expounded Universe, the Star Wars Expanded Universe Novel Discussion Podcast with your hosts, Jeff and John. How are you, John? Uh, I'm full of sugar and taurine, and I am ready to dig in. Yeah, you've drank a lot of Monster. I drank, uh, not the silo. There's there's different versions of it. There's mm-hmm. the can, there's the missile, and then there's the silo. I had the missile. Yeah, I, I feel like the missile's bigger than the silo, but I well I guess a missile no. comes in a silo, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. okay, that's fair. Cuz the yeah. the silo is the one that is four servings. It's still the kind of comes. The missile is 3 and then the can is 2. It's the smallest size that comes off of that what comes with that weird metal screw-off cap. Yeah, it's yeah. weird that the one that's like four servings of it mm-hmm. goes right back to the pop top. Yeah. Cuz you'd think, oh, this is like way too much of this drink. And they're like, well, you better get it all down at once or, like, have four friends you want to share with. See, I've kind of tried to quit on the giant energy drinks because of the whole cholesterol, heart, blood pressure thing. Yeah. Um, but up until the very end, I was a big fan of the, uh, I believe it was the Orange Monster, the monster that was orange. Because to me, it just kind of tasted like slightly more carbonated version of that McDonald's orange drink that you would get when you played soccer as a kid. Yeah. Uh, now, I, I, I kind of miss that, but not a huge amount. Nowadays, John, I'm all about that bubble water. Hell yeah, man. Bubble water is great. I got two different pallets of bubble water in the house right now. I got the the just generic fruity stuff from like a Vaughn's or whatever, and I have the LaCroix because I know no one likes LaCroix, but I don't find no, A shitload of people I like don't. it, and I don't know why. Oh, well, because it's the thing they have for sale at Costco is the reason. That's why I have it anyway. <laughs> and all I get is the citrus flavors. I'm not, I'm not about that like strawberry passion fruit, acai berry life. I have lemon... Lime. You're not getting that dragon fruit lacroix? No, no, I lemon. Because I buy a Costco palette of the shit: lemon, lime, and pamplemousse. <laughs> pamplemousse. Pamplemousse. I don't know why they don't just call it grapefruit, and they have to go with a crappy French word for because I mean, it's you know, La Croix. I apologize to the French. Pamplemousse is an amazing name for grapefruit. Oh yeah. If, I mean, if there's nothing was like, like hey, grapes. Who wants a pamplemousse? I'd be like, I'm sorry, what? You're gonna need to repeat that. <laughs> I mean, if a Canadian guy offered me a pample moose, I'd at least check. I'd be like, okay, well, first (laughs) off, I need to know more here, because I've got some questions. I want to see how these two things relate. (laughs) Now, did the word moose derive from the word pample moose? Is there something about the large animal that reminds you of grapefruit? Oh, yeah. It's uh, delicious, (laughs) like grapefruit. (laughs) You don't even like grapefruit. I know, I don't. I hate it. (laughs) I think it tastes disgusting, so, you know, that's me. It's actually my favorite of the three soda waters you you get in La Croix. Blech. Uh, or that I get. I mean, I, I have not tried that, like, dragon fruit aside type flavor. No, I I don't even have the normal complaint that people have where they're like, oh, it just it tastes like you're drinking fizzy water while someone describes what a fruit is to you. Mm-hmm. I. It's not that the flavor isn't strong enough of whatever it says it is. It's just it tastes weird to me. Yeah. I don't really care. I just want the fizziness. It it, it exists to remind me of soda, which I'm more or less trying to give up on. Yeah, see so you now for that, I'll get that uh that Good Von's refresh Bubble Water. Yeah, pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Except it doesn't taste weird to me. For some reason, LaCroix tastes like someone added, like, minerals to it. (laughs) I think someone probably did add minerals to it. Yeah. It's it's like a big old rock is in there. Yeah. Two scoops of mercury in every LaCroix. (laughs) Mmm. Drink mercury, live forever. (laughs) Teach a man to drink mercury. (laughs) Uh, So anyway... (laughs) John, we're doing chapters 9 and 10 of, of uh, Planet of Twilight today, and uh, boy, do we have a slow, boring story for you. Yeah. You know, I would like to, maybe this is premature mm-hmm. for me to say this. Sure, sure. I don't understand why it's called Planet of Twilight. Like, I could understand if you were saying something like that for, like, Dathomir. Mm-hmm. Sure, where it's, like, dark for 24 days out of the week year or something. Yeah, uh, oh, no, 24 days out of the week. 24 days out of the year, and the year is 25 days long. <laughs> yeah, like, it's very dark a lot, and there's, like, night witches, and it's got a theme around that. Yeah. But this is just a crystal-themed planet that it- doesn't seem to have any special connection to nighttime or sunsets or anything. I mean, I'll be honest. I love the crystal uh, nature of this planet that is just sort of shitty. It's it's just a shitty crystal desert. Yeah. It's not like it's gorgeous. Like I was, I was worried that it was going to be like a gorgeous planet of, you know, grow your own crystals in an aquarium. uh, And here's a string you can use to guide their growth. No, this is, I mean, it. To me, I immediately imagined Krypton. I was like, oh, it's a crystal planet. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, or just any random uh, zone in a World of Warcraft game that's got a crystal theme. There's just beautiful spires jutting out all over the place. But instead, it's like someone just shoveled shitty crystals everywhere. Yeah, it's like, what is this? Uh, it's just a bunch of silicate nonsense yeah. all over the place, and it's no like, one gives a shit. It's like the whole place is covered in coarse, see-through gravel. And and honestly, that's pretty great. Like, as yeah. a concept. It's just like, this plant fucking sucks. <laughs> Fuck this place. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> but, uh... But yeah, it's, there's not a whole lot of Twilight action going on, is yeah, there? Yeah, I don't understand. Like, we're halfway through the book at this point. Like, yeah. probably even a little more than. I think we're less than. It's 22 chapters, and this is chapters 9 and 10. Well, I'm saying page, page count. Page count? Okay, yeah. And it... <sighs> there has been no mention of Twilight. There's been no reason for it to be called Planet of Twilight. Mm-hmm. I don't... I don't get it, and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. I expect accuracy from the titles of my books. I don't understand it, and I refuse to engage with it. <laughs> uh, well, the problem is, I am engaging with it, and it it's sad, and I don't def- want to. I think the two of us are probably engaging with this book at a level that's far, far above... What you should. Anyone. uh, The the capacity anyone has ever engaged with this book before. Yeah. Because normally the engagement with this book is reading two chapters, putting the book down, forgetting it exists, and never coming back. Yeah. Or filling out a bunch of stub Wikipedia articles about it because all of them are like unlinked to anything else. Yeah. Everything Uh, is like, I'm going to mention a word. Yeah. Uh, And that's it. No one has ever used it or used it after this. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, it starts, chapter nine starts out with Princess Leia. Uh, all high on Sweet Blossom, as she often is, but not as high as she could be, because she's constantly dumping that water off the railing. Heck yeah, she's pretending to be high. Yeah. She's... <laughs> I... I gotta say, I kind of love this. mm mm-hmm. That... So the whole thing is like, oh, she's... She has to be slightly doped up, because she does need some water. But she's dehydrating herself, so she doesn't get as high but she's pretending to be that high, and the way she does it is because she knew a friend in high school that used to be stoned all the time. She's like, oh, I'll just act like my friend from high school. I, I just want to find out that her friend from high school was just one of those people who was constantly pretending to be high. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's that's <laughs> just, what I assume this is, is. She's like the kind of person who pretends to be drunk, and yeah. you're like, dude, you're obviously not drunk. Oh you're just God. doing You're going... Uh, I'm so drunk. You're like, no one who's drunk acts like that. I think I might dance on the table. Someone pass me a lampshade. Yeah, no, you're not drunk. No one has ever acted like that when drunk. This is the way you act when you act drunk. <laughs> yeah. You know you're drunk when you, like, wake up and your phone has a bunch of phone calls on you. you're like, oh, crap. Yeah. And no. you know you're a fake drunk when you call everyone every night. And you're like, I'm too drunk to talk. And then you hang up on them. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad. That's a bad kind of fake drunk. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, yeah, it turns out that she's hanging out in her uh, her forced hotel room, as she often does, uh, but she is being spoken to by one of them synthroids that we always hear so much about in this book. This book basically just is a big old infomercial for synth droids.
1: Yeah, and
0: um, uh droid is going to invite her to Beldorion for dinner. Yeah, Beldorion the Splendid requests your presence for dinner. And, Beep, yeah. and she's like, oh, man, it's an androgynous synth droid, but he kind of has the death seed plague, so he smells bad. Uh, okay, so uh, will Dazim be there? I do not know. Okay, well, it's just that I want to know what I should wear to the party. I do not know. And I was like, I thought these things were supposed to be way more advanced than droids. Yeah, like, the whole point of these was supposed to be like, ooh, they could pass for human. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, uh, no, apparently no. Oh, apparently they're just sexy zorks wandering around. They're just beep boops. <laughs> you cannot get ye flask. <laughs> it, it's very strange to me. Go west, droid. There is not that idea. Okay. Oh, Go west, young droid. I do not have a par- <laughs> uh Yeah, I am the Horace Greeley 5000 bot. That's I weird. Am, I am programmed only to plagiarize David soul and run for president. <laughs> I am the Hoggish Greedley bot. I will get you, Planeteers. I might be the only person in my age group who knows more about Horace Greedley than Hoggish Greedley. <laughs> that's <laughs> entirely probable. Because <laughs> I'm related to Horace Greedley, and thank God I am not related to Hoggish <laughs> Greedley. Well, only in looks are you related to Hoggish Greedley. Oh, that's hurtful. Oh, ho, 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 ho. So, so hurtful. <laughs> I mean, in looks, I'm also kind of related to Horace Greeley. If I if I got rid of the the beard part of my my facial hair, I'd pretty much be a Horace Greeley. Nope. A Horace Greeley. Yeah. Of course, that dude died of drinking. So I'm I'm gonna do better than he did. Hell yeah. Yeah. You're gonna die of not drinking. I know it's sad. <laughs> Please, folks, help me. I need drinks to remain at a critical level of buzzedness. <laughs> if I don't drink. Five drinks an hour, I'll (laughs) explode for just pennies a day. You can supply me with life-giving cider drinks. No. And vodka drinks. (laughs) To be fair, it is 10,000 pennies a day. (laughs) Uh, In exchange, you'll receive a tote bag and a picture of me drinking two ciders at once. (laughs) Man, I want that. I want a tote bag and a picture of you drinking two ciders at once. (laughs) Well, now I know what to get you for Christmas this year. Yeah. And I was stumped on that, too. <laughs> actually, I'll just do what I always do and tell your girlfriend to get it for you for Christmas because she always asks me and then she gets something different. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> so, so like, I don't know what to get John. Like, oh, he he would like this. Yeah, but I was thinking not doing that. Yeah, every time. And I'm like, here's this weird impractical thing that, while it sounds wrong, is perfect. It's invariably. Here's the p- dumbest <laughs> bullshit that John would love. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, I was thinking about something he actually needs for his car. And I'm like, he's not going to use it. What you're basically giving him is a chore to feel bad about. (laughs) Now, what I want you to give him is Nicolas Cage pillowcases. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, This year, this year, get him a tote bag (laughs) and a picture of me (laughs) drinking. (laughs) Folks at home, everyone should get John a (laughs) tote bag (laughs) and a picture of me drinking two ciders at once. Look, if you... (laughs) <laughs> Support our Patreon at the $100 level, then you can join our exclusive club where you get a tote bag and a picture of Jeff drinking two ciders at once. <laughs> to give to John, <laughs> to give to me specifically. <laughs> If you keep it for yourselves, you're really going against the spirit of the level. I mean it is honor system, of course, so just to be clear we're we're uh we're twelve minutes in and we're about a third of the way down the first page of chapter nine. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Nothing <laughs> happens in this fucking book <laughs> uh so anyways, yeah. The droid doesn't know shit about fuck, but but we sure do have Leia stop for a second to give us another spiel about the important value of synth droids and how they're the hot new commodity. Oh, uh, you know, in the ad for this, it didn't say anything about synth droids having their senses used by whoever owns them to spy through them. But I know you could. Yeah. Which is a weird thing that she would know that you could do that, given that they are super new. It's also weird that she isn't worried that every droid can do that. Yeah. like There's never a part where you see, Le- in, in any book, where you see Leia talking to R2 and she's like, all right, droid who has actually recorded me in the past, I'm worried that you might be able to record me. Or being like, hey, I want you to record someone in another room. Mm-hmm. Like, just hang out here and beepity-boop and then record what they're doing. Yeah. It doesn't seem to have come up at any given point. Nope. It's just these synthroids. But yeah, she's also like, man, they're sexy. But this one smells a little like death, which is weird. As she goes on to expound in her own mind, because synthroids, the one problem with them is that they don't smell like anything. The flesh they're made out of is too new, and that makes them unpleasant to a certain group of subspecies or of species that are specifically uh, identify each other by sense, like Wookies and and uh, little rat be- or, or rat bad people, Trandar fan. Yeah, uh, but you know what? The Lorinar Car- Corporation, which beneficently met- uh, manufactures synthroids. Isn't all that worried about fixing that problem because Wookiees and Chadrafan don't have a lot of capital available, so why would they be buying synthroids? Yeah, thanks. Thanks for telling us a problem and then immediately dismissing it. <laughs> and I'm gonna go ahead and bet everything I own that the fact they don't smell like anything will not come up again. Uh, yeah, I, I have no I mean, maybe it will because she mentions Wookiees and Chewbacca's in the book. Well, Chewbacca's dro- technically in the yeah. book. <laughs> <laughs> maybe some synthro will be like, Hello, sirs, I am a regular not droid person, and Chewbacca will be like, No, you're not. Uh you <sighs> It's also weird that she thinks of Chadrafan first, even though her whole life she's been spending around Nogri. Yeah. And we got a thing where the Nogri were like, they smell weird. They aren't they aren't smelling like people's. Yeah. But no, she's thinking about them Chadra fan today. I mean, I often think about Chadra fan too. Those things are adorable. They're great. They're, well, little, they're, people. Ba- they're the best. Up until Porgs were introduced, they were, they were the cutest thing in Star Wars. <laughs> and they might still be. I don't know. Up until BB-8 was introduced. Oh, yeah. Well, BB-8's the most toyetic thing in Star Wars, and that's saying a lot. Yeah. It's pretty much BB-8, the lightsaber, everything else. <laughs> BB-8, the lightsaber, Star Wars. The concept of Star Wars. The Millennium Falcon. Uh, Prince Shizor makes a great toy. <laughs> <laughs> and he owns several as well. Of himself. The most exotic of toys. From the most exotic of destinations. Each one of them I had the toy maker killed after he made the toy. <laughs> this is a G.I. Joe base, <laughs> and it transforms into a transformer. It, they only <laughs> made one, and then I murdered him. <laughs> oh, this is Super Mario Bros. 4. Oh, haven't heard of it. Well, there's a reason. The em- My uncle works for the Empire, and he <laughs> got me a copy of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, she's worried about whether like uh, Ashgat or Dazim will be there, but the droid's useless and just stomps off. And then she thinks about it for a while. Uh and the next or sorry, she thinks about synthroids for a while. And the next thing you know, she's having a pleasant early evening dinner with uh with Beldorion. Yeah, she gets led down to Beldorion, and Beldorion basically tries to Jedi mind trick her into being, being his on friend? his side. Yeah. So he is basically bragging and whining. Uh, that's all he ever does. Uh, and, and we have a brief moment where she stops to consider huts in general. And she's like, most huts get fat when they get old. Uh, we also, I also knew a hut once who got skinny when he got old because he was maltreated by another hut. And that was sad. And everyone thought he was a dumb jerk. Yeah, his name was Corda, which is a great name for a really skinny hut. Yeah, uh, but but this hut, this hut's different. It's like he just kept getting muscly as he got old. He just got stronger and stronger, like he's Jack Lalanne or something. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, this hut owned a Bowflex. Oh, no Guta for just. 12 easy payments of $29.99. Ho, ho, ho. Don't let yourself just cover it with laundry in a room. <laughs> Oops, too late. You actually need to slither on it every day. Yeah, I want to slither on it. <laughs> well, but he's whining because he's just like, oh, I used to be a good ruler here. But then Seti Ashgad came and he undermined me. I got if that Tasselda lady. You remember la- last chapter's Tasselda? Yeah, it yeah, was well, she. She hated me, and I used to be the best benevolent ruler, and then she fucked it up. I mean, the thing, the, the interesting thing you keep getting about this is that this dude was definitely a Jedi and not a Sith when he came here. Yeah. Like, he wasn't, he didn't come here on the Emperor's behest, he didn't come here on behest of, you know, whatever people in 1997 thought the bad guys were going to be before Darth Vader existed. And also came here with Teselda. Yes. Yeah, him and Teselda arrived at the same time, and then they pretty much split off on their own and had little side quests and became enemies. Yeah. Well, they they both wanted to essentially be in charge. Yeah. And Uh, I guess both of them are super into the idea of mind control. Yeah. They're like a pair of mind control. Cool jet. I wonder if one of them was like the master and the other one was the student, but we don't really get that. No. They just showed up at the same time. Uh, He is also just sort of whining about how his his decadent life has kind of fallen to shit because Seti Ashgat is in charge now and not keeping him as resplendent as he used to be. Well, I used to have a cook that was amazing, and this guy's great, but he's no my other cook. Yeah, and indeed, he, he calls for a, a lunch to come out, and it's like like a big pool of Vaseline with a big berry on it. <laughs> That's right, yeah, it's like a colored sea of petroleum product, is the way it's described in the book, Yep, with a huge, fat, weird blueberry on top. And Leia's trying to be polite, so she takes a slice of the berry, and then... It's that- super good. And that's when she, when he drops the gross... Thing, he just pulls, like, a uh, a Temple of Doom. And he's like, yes, isn't that delicious? It's a salt flea. I had it grown to massive size against its will. Ah! Yeah. You're eating a bug ass. <laughs> Specifically the ass. <laughs> I mean, to her credit, this isn't a point where, where Leia goes all Willie Scott. No, she doesn't, like, spit it out. She's like, oh, this is delicious. Yeah. And I know that the whatever the race I forget what he said. Kubaz, it's Kubaz. uh, Kubaz. Garundin's the most famous Kubaz. He's the he's the spy in uh, New Hope uh, who picks up a little. He's got the elephant trunk made of metal. Yeah, and he picks up a little microphone and goes. Yeah, but they're apparently known chef wise as just using insects. That's what they do. But not just like cooking with insects. They're not like ah, I made a lollipop and put a mealworm in there. No, they're like I do weird like. Hormone therapies and genetic manipulations and I just take insects and turn them into rad food. Yeah, they're really good at that and and uh Beldorian's just bragging about it. he's like, Oh, and you should see what he can do with Treseths or whatever, some little bug. He tortured the shit out of them because it made them delicious. Yeah, it says that the hormones they release when they die if they're in pain are great, and he'd fucking wreck their shit. <laughs> you should see what he can do with a fleek eel. <laughs> Nothing. It's not a bug. He can't do a goddamn thing with (laughs) it. They take the parasites off a fleek eel, grow them to 15 feet across, and then they eat a fleek eel. But anyway, he died a while ago, and now he's got a shitty chef who isn't as good. Uh, And he is basically spending time trying to kind of convince Leia to be on his side, although we don't really establish why or what the point is or anything. No, it's just him continually trying to make eye contact with Leia so he can start being like, and mind control? Yeah. Well, he is Beldorion of the ruby eyes. It's true. So that's that must be how his force powers work. And just as he manages to sort of get control over Leia and be like, yes, yes, come here, we are friends now, right? Uh, Legius at- comes in yeah. and is like, uh, hey, dude, maybe... Don't do oh, that shit. Legaeus. And he calls him the philosopher. I and, and his, he has such a stilted manner of speaking does uh does Beldorian. He's like, "I remember a certain time a while ago when we had a discussion about how I didn't want you to come in and talk to me, and that's still a prize now." And I was like, well, does this guy talk like Orson Welles. I remember a certain time. <laughs> we know a little place where wine is grown. And- <laughs> Uh, they're even better cold. Wine isn't grown. This is ridiculous on the face of it. You find me a place that grows wine and I'll suck your cock. <laughs> Thank you, Orson. <laughs> Indeed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, but... <laughs> so... Anyway, yeah, Legaeus basically gets her out of there, but not before Dorian uses the force to give him a migraine. Yeah, he's like, eh, fuck you, buddy! What an asshole. Migraines suck. I know, right? <laughs> God. What a dick. I'd fucking cut this guy in half now. I'd be like, ah, shit, I've... Once I get a migraine, I gotta just lie still till it changes from night to d- or from day to night. That's the only way to end a migraine for me. I take too much mm-hmm. painkiller and then put a damp cloth over my eyes mm-hmm. and try not to explode. Yeah, yeah. When I was a kid, I would literally scream into a pillow when I got them, and usually I'd barf. Uh, but th- thankfully, I don't get them as often as I used to. I do mm. and they're terrible. They're not they're not <laughs> great. So I think we're both on the same team. Fuck Beldorion now. Oh yeah, Beldorion can go bite a fart. Well anyway, Land and uh Ligeus are walking back to her like chambers. And he accidentally lets slip something very important. Oh. Oh. Well, basically, she's like trying to turn him at the same speed that that Beldorian's trying to turn her. And he's like, oh, I wish I could help you, but I'm trapped here on this planet. Uh, Ever since Seti Ashgad overthrew the the, the Beldorian, the hut, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, wait. It didn't say Ashgad's dad do that. And He's like, "Ooh. Uh, I'm a te- mm, my bad. I'm a good philosopher but a bad liar. Anyway, in here you go, drink your sweet blossom. And uh drink your Powerade. <laughs> <laughs> drink this Gatorade, a child's drink for idiots. <laughs> the but we also find out that he is the hollow faker. Yes, he's very good at making fake holograms. Uh, and he's, he takes some time to offer her some ridiculous holograms. Yeah, he's like, look, if you want anything, I can make whatever you want. It, do you want to see, like, the some like rare holograms of a band that broke up? Do you want to see, like, One Direction? Yeah, he's got weird hollows of Alderon back before it blew up. So he's like, would you like to watch the sweet flies explode over the honey lake of the Nougat Nebula? <laughs> Cause you know, cause cause Alderon is just fucking like that. Uh, do you do you want to see that bee from Honey Nut Cheerios? <laughs> Suck off the the bee from that that uh, commercial, huh? <laughs> that Antonio Banderas bee? I bet you do. I bet you do. And then the Jerry Seinfeld bee gets in there, <laughs> and he's like, "What's the deal with bees? <laughs> Could I have my dick any more sucked?" <laughs> Oh, that's Chandler. Oh, damn. You're right. Can he my get any more sucked? Is, has Chandler B. ever played a B? Yeah, Chandler B. Yeah, that's <laughs> So anyway, anyway, and then also was like, oh, do you want to see your husband or your children? Oh, wait a minute. That's a real fucked up thing to say. And he's like, you'd almost forget that they aren't them. And I was like, wait a minute. I've seen Star Wars holograms. They'd be grainy little blue things. Nah, man, he he does super cool hollow fakes. Oh, well, good for him. He's great. He's, he's Diego Rivera from Neuromancer. Great. Good for him. Uh, but it, but anyway, uh, she's like, she's like no, that'd be fucking creepy. What's wrong with you? And then she's like, has to stop for a second and think to herself again. She's Thankfully, like, not about synthroids for fucking once. No, but she's like, oh, this guy is basically like an abused puppy. And yeah. if I get angry at him, he will flinch away from me. So I have to be like... Oh, oh no! It's okay. Also, I forgot that my pa- my husband and kids are both famous public figures. Oops, my bad. Oh. I need to think about that for a second. It would be weird that people would have hollow. Oh no! Wait, we're all like generals and important rich people, and then we li- oh <laughs> and- yeah, and we live in the emperor's old house. I forgot we're we're the bourgeoisie. <laughs> We what's, need to be overthrown. What's that guillotine sharpening sound I hear? <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, it, that, that's the end of Leia. She, she's <laughs> she dead t- now. T- she disintegrates. <laughs> Brother, <laughs> What it disintegrates. So we cut to Han, thank God. Han's up to something. Han gets the back part of this chapter, and that's it. But by God, it is the only part of these chapters where stuff happens outside of people just standing around talking to each other. It's good stuff. Like it's not important to the book at all, but it's well no. described. That's the thing. Is the when we finally get a scene of like and now action, you're like, "Oh, great. This has fucking nothing to do with the actual story." Yeah, no, it's the same thing with the Tiselda part of the previous episode, where T'Celda is not going to be a major character in this. In the, You can just tell. She's just a weird, crazy, burnout Jedi on this planet. But all the descriptions were like, oh, this is neat. Like, yeah. this is a crazy lady with with messed up hair waving in the wind, and she's eating bugs and casting lightning storms. I mean, that's rad. I mean, at that point, you're just like, okay, you're... I mean, like, like I said last time, you're Jedi Miss Havisham. That's yeah. great. That's awesome. Well, what, what Han is up to is... Uh he took the data that he got from uh the next generation, yeah, he took data from the next generation and uh took him apart and put him back together and made him lore uh, good yeah or, or that third one uh whatever that uh is. Yeah, data lore and uh f- folk tales? <laughs> <laughs> it was just data's daughter rumor lol lolf Lol is data's daughter right. I don't know. The one episode where he builds a, a Yeah, a, he has a daughter, and the daughter immediately is like, hey, I, I don't know what this whole not getting emotions thing is. It's easy. I'm fully human. by Oops, I wish to die. I think at the end of the thing, she requests to be disabled. Or it just turns out that she's going to die. Like, he built her wrong, and she's going to fall apart pretty quick. Low shelf life or something. I don't know. I thought she just got all emotions and was like, peace, I'm out. Yeah, maybe. I'm cool now. Huh. Maybe that traveler showed up and took her to wherever the fuck Wesley went. <laughs> Get out, Ruckers. Yeah, Wesley's eternally at the Fuddruckers and the Stars. Yeah, he's he's at Fuddruckers on 5th, and he's just eternally there having cool burgers. Putting so much nacho cheese on his hamburgers. Yeah, he's like, oh, it's free! Free cheese! Look, I can just I dump as much as I want. No one stops me. That poor bald traveler, dude. Like, I know. I, I- know about the cheese. <sighs> Give it a thousand years, you'll get over it. <laughs> I don't think that's true. A thousand years later. Cheese is free! It's, free. it's still full of cheese. It doesn't it doesn't empty <laughs> Uh, okay. It gets low and someone comes around and replaces it. It's not magic at all. You're doing that with your super magic mind or whatever, Wesley. Am I? Am I? I don't think that's true. I'm think i just... I'm pretty sure that guy refills it's it. He's Tim. It's just cheese. Hi, Tim. Thanks for refilling the cheese. I'm part of your mind, Wesley. <laughs> ah, Tim. Ah. Classic <laughs> Tim. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's, that's the announcement that we're also doing TNG now. <laughs> I'm kidding. We're not. Uh, so yeah, Han... Picked up Lando at some point. We don't get that. No. It, that doesn't happen on screen. What he did take is, is the data from Mon Mothma about the jump points that the ships were last seen at. And so he's out in that area scouring for problems. Now, he has found a heat signature on an otherwise entirely barren ice planet. Mm-hmm. And so it's super weird that that would be there. And is like, oh, it's a probably a crashed ship. Yeah. And the heat signature is, of course slowly shrinking because it's a ridiculously cold ice planet. And yeah. so even a crashed ship is going to get frozen over. You know, I just, uh, Before we get further into this, I, I realized what I what I named the episode back at the beginning. So I need to jump back for just a second to justify it. Uh, Legeus was a hollow faker. Yes. Yeah. And he was originally hired by Beldorion because, oh, because he can make <sighs> Huddy's pornography and he's good at, Making the pornography whatever I guess Beldorion wants it to be, yeah, he's really good at figuring out Beldorion's specific kinks. I mean, in my head, it was just a regular porno with a badly photoshopped picture of Beldorion's head over some guy's body. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is he keeps calling it Hutes pornography and not Hut pornography. And Huttese- well, yeah, because the huts are just asexual. Yeah, they reproduce asexually. Although they do come in male and female, they can choose which one they'd like to be. They reproduce asexually. Yeah. Uh, so, but Hutties is the language, which just means that it's regular porno that's been dubbed over in Hutties. Oh no, Bodo, Godo, Blojo. So anyway, I just thought we need to. I just needed that to be to get mentioned real quick. Uh, <laughs> so, I just uh, pornography needed to come up and then go away again uh so, oh but no, no go do old jedi ass eat <laughs> all right that's the last of them i'm done now <laughs> we can continue with this chapter yeah sure no problem <laughs> so I anyway one got deep throat <laughs> uh, no no job on no butt sex <laughs> so anyway uh <laughs> God damn it! Uh, the, it turns out that yeah, a ship has crashed in this ice planet. But the interference from the the mega storms all over the planet make it hard to tell what's going on. Uh, so Lando and Han and uh, Chewie, they, they land on the ice planet, and therein is a crashed ship. That when they get close to it, it is not the Adamantine or the Borealis. So it is not either of the two ships that they were looking for. No, it's like the Corbantis or the Bernalis or something like that. Um, and so they have to go in there like, oh, fuck, it's not the actual thing we are looking for. But we also can't just be like, huh, well, fuck these people. Bye. <laughs> Yeah, so now we're good guys. So now, now we're on the hook to save yeah, them. Now they're doing a rescue mission, and honestly, the rescue mission is easily the coolest part of these two chapters because the plan is really well described. It's got a horrible ionic storm typhoons happening all over it, so it, it, they basically Barbara does a great job of making it sound like uh, they're making their way through tossed battered seas, and also it feels very nautical. Even once they get into the ship, the description of like these frozen bodies and people who are trying to get to, like, the core of the ship where the most heat was and those who didn't make it. And it's it's a very good description of, like, oh, man, Han's all fucked up over this. And it's a real, like, spooky, but still, like, everything's very still and placid because everything's frozen. Yeah, this big old, like, freight hauler ship had about 200 people on it. Uh, when they get there, most of the people in the front died almost immediately from impact. Yeah, but then they're making their way back, and they see a bunch of people that just gave up and died because of cold. And yeah, then they're making their way downtown. Yeah. Now, now him faces and faces pass, <laughs> frozen flash, <sighs> uh, and then they're walking in Memphis. <laughs> I don't got anything for that. You know, you know, they're not walking with their feet ten feet off a of beal. No, I mean I don't have a frozen thing for that. Oh well, I, I don't have a joke about it being cold. Well, there. Then, well, then maybe I should just let it go. Yeah, there you go. Let it go. Hey, let, hey. Let, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. yeah, 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 okay, great. So anyway, he's talking to Chewbacca, he's like, oh man, these people died hard, It's alcohol would freeze at these temperatures. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, the core of the ship, the radiation core of the ship is still hot a little bit, so people have made their way in there to hide, except they don't have radiation suits, so everyone in there is like melty and dying. Yeah, and even a few of the people that managed to get radiation suits on beforehand have been sitting like... Right next to a radioactive core that is leaking, which means it even though they had radiation suits, it still fucked them up, so there were seventeen people left alive, and only fifteen survived the journey over to the falcon, which which means now the falcon's full of like radiation burned survivors of a we weir- of a random ship, yeah, they've got a bunch of people that are basically like. Their eyes have melted out, and their hair's gone, and their skin's all boiled. And-, and of course, Han can't help but just think about Leia. That's his whole way of identifying the process. He's like, man, I don't understand the horrifying radiation burns of all these people, but if I imagine Twilight Sparkle in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, Oh, I, I would, I, I can't imagine thinking about Leia face down, and those those bodies frozen or, or purpled and With her eyes dead, melted out, fucked up looking like shit like this guy. It's a good thing our nanny looks exactly like her, so I'd still be okay, you know, mostly. You know. Like, sex-wise. I'd be like, put on this wig. (laughs) You're too blonde for me, Winter. (laughs) You're too fucking blonde! (laughs) And she's like, no, I'm I'm not down with this. He's like, fine, I'm going to the planet of Twilight, Sparkles. (laughs) Fine, I'm gonna get this dude to make me some Huddy's porn. I think I just named the next episode of (laughs) this. So... Uh, uh, anyway, uh, now he's, Lando's like, where the hell should we take all these survivors? And he's like, the nearest medical sector base is it the planet bag show. Yep. So they go to leave and all of a sudden, lasers! Yeah. Little Motherfucking lasers! They're getting hit constantly by little tiny lasers, but there's nothing on the radar. They're like, look, there's no, there's no ships out there that we can see. There's no base. There's no fighters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, eventually, they look out the window, and sure enough, they're being attacked by dozens of tiny ships uh, that are basically needle-shaped. They're, I mean, they're pretty much like, what is this? They're about the size, like, slightly larger than a person. Yes, they're about two meters long and very very narrow, and all they really have on them is a laser. And and then they, they have time while they're being shot at by these things, which they can't shoot back at because they're just too little. Yeah, you're like, I can't get a bead on this thing. They're yeah. tiny. But they're like huh, those things can't possibly have hyperdrive units. They're too small for that. Also, that must mean there's a capital ship around here that's dispensing these things. Let's take a look around for a capital. Ow, we got shot again. Let's take a look around for a capital ship. Oh, no, I am worried that this means that there's a whole fleet of ships out here. And the other thing is they're like, oh, also they're not uh automated because they aren't falling for any false signals so they're not like mm. just targeting based on that Yeah they specifically say they can't possibly be drones Yeah because instead of targeting through like the signals that they would be getting it looks like they're actually tracking and looking at the ship which means it would have to be a person and I don't know why it would have to be that given that droids can look at things but whatever. Well, it's not like three quarters of the page space of this book hasn't been taken up so far describing to us the intricate wonders of droids that are powered by remote control. Yeah, that don't need to have huge verbo brains. Yeah. They just need a little tiny brain that that, well, that just hooks be, up to something else—a crystal radio that connects them to a crystal ship a little a little further away. Yeah, uh, and and even Han's been on that kick talking about them synthroids. So. Guess what? These are synth fighters and, and the book I mean, tries to it, present it as a mystery, but yeah, fuck, it doesn't it doesn't yeah. come out and say it right yeah. now, but yeah. Let's be realistic. That's what these are. Yeah. These are synthroid fighterships synth droid fighter ships without synthroid. There's just it's just the crystals in yeah, there. Yeah. It's just the the synthroid brain in a tiny little fighter ship. Yeah. Well, uh, Han has a big plan, which is to shoot every laser on the Falcon forward and then fly behind the lasers and then jump to light speed uh, and hopefully he won't hit his own lasers. Yeah. Turn the lasers off before yeah. they jump so they don't jump into their own lasers. Anyway, that works. And that's the end of chapter nine. Hooray. What an exciting time. Also, we forgot to mention that uh, when when Beldorian eats his berry, he does so in a rabelaisian fashion. <sighs> yeah. When, that, when I first came across it, it was like, yo, oh, he eats his berry with Rabelaisian delight. I was like, wait a minute. I know Rabelais. That's a word I know. I had to take French classes. I, I speak a lot of French. They're talking about Francois Rabelais. That's that's like saying that one of the people that they met on, on Circe Station was a Dickensian orphan. Yeah, it's, it's a word that I'm like, there's a lot of f- words in these two chapters specifically yeah. that it felt like... The author was like, oh, I'm going to look up cool ways to say something. Yeah, let's get some $5 words in this book. And, you know, instead of saying, like, crest, sh- they have, like, escutalon or whatever. Yeah, they have escucheon. They also have uh, tannoy instead of radio. Yeah, it, um, there's a lot of, like, ooh, I got to go find a thesaurus. Yeah, but Asian in particular takes you right out because you're like, wait a minute, that's the guy who wrote Gargantua and Pantagruel. Like, that's a that's an earth person. Yeah, you. <sighs> there's a line. Don't For- have someone think something is a, like, Dickensian or Rabelaisian, because then you're immediately like, wait a minute, hold on, was there, does that mean that there was an equivalent Star Wars person who was like, I'm Jack Rabelais? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just a whole species called the Rabelaisians. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, and, they, and they eat. That was my actual first thought yeah. when I saw it yeah. was, oh, that like, has uh, to be a, a it's, species. a species that eats things with gusto. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, no, it's a real, that's an English word. I know what it means, and I know where it comes from, and I'm I'm grumpy now. There's a line in the sand, and that line is the word sadism. Yeah. You can go as far as sadism and no farther, because sadism is, is deep enough and ingrained enough and important enough when writing fictional books that you don't really start thinking about the Marquis de Sade right away. No. But anything past that, anytime it's more than a couple of syllables, you get your Dickensians and your Rabelaisians, and it, you can't have them. No, you cannot. Yeah, it's the same thing as if like she she wandered into a hut and there was a Franklin stove in there. <laughs> I mean that, or just being like, oh, he ate it with absolute French glee. And you're like, wait, hold on, what? <laughs> uh, like a synth turkey sandwich with uh, Swiss cheese from the planet Switzerland, from the planet Swissy on Prime, <laughs> not Swissy on Beta. Their cheese sucks. That cheese has no holes, <laughs> no holes at all. What is this? The worst kind of Huddies porn. <laughs> no holes. No holes. Anyway, the whole other chapter is Luke. So settle in. Settle in for Luke and Luke alone. Luke going to a fancy like party. <laughs> a town hall meeting. Okay. So but Luke- before that, we find out that Luke has been on this planet for about three days long enough to start growing a beard and so on but he's gone full native in those three days he's got he hasn't shaved he's now wearing the local clothing mm. he has a fucking temp job at Kroig's, at croig's a uh repair shop in Huegshul. yeah so he's working for a, a, a Kroig is I believe a duro uh they mentioned at one point that that croig uh, is dir du- is Durosian. Uh so so he works for Aduro. He is a uh, he's he's a part time mechanic, and he looks like a local, and everyone calls him Owen. Yep. So he's <laughs> just straight up like, yep. Eh, well, fuck it, I'm here now. Yeah. Uh, so what's going on with him? You ask. Well, he's working his his hard earned day of work when all of a sudden he he looks up because he hears you Molly Darm coming in. Is the the rugged lady that, that he sometimes hangs out with? If you're a rugged lady on a crystal planet, you molly darn. <laughs> so you molly is showing up to give him a speech about crystals uh, because Lord. Hey, knows Hey, I to, got crystals. You know, crystals are cool. We need to hear way more about crystals and synth droids. And here she comes to do that for us. Because you see, the crystals on this planet are one of the major exports of the planet to the insidious Lorinar Corporation. Oh, my God. We just heard them last chapter. They're the people who make smith droids. They make them synthos. Uh, it turns out that the crystals on this planet, when exposed to electrical charges, change their interior matrices. Uh, so you can, you can zap them and they'll change on the inside and then keep that change, which makes them ideal for uh, electrical-based computing and radio signal transfer. However, when... Umali's like, oh, here, let me show you. This is one of the shitty ones that I have That's that probably wouldn't buy anyway, but let me show you what happens. You yeah. see the weird little, like, shadowy gray striations inside this crystal? Now watch what happens when I zap it. And when she does, Luke just has his mind explode. Like, he gets a force feedback mm-hmm. that wrecks his shit. Yeah. Now, one would assume that the same thing would be happening to Leia every time she talks to one of them synth droids. You know, because she's also a Jedi, and because synthroids have those crystals in them. Well, we don't know they have those crystals in them. We know that they use a resonating crystal frequency. I'm pretty sure we know. Well, I think what happens is they change the crystal to what they want it to be, and uh, then put it in them. This kills the crystal. <laughs> yeah, they basically they go all right. They let's, cut the crystal's head off. We take this crystal, we zap it so that the weird smoky bits inside are the way we want them to be, and then we're done. Yeah, and the, and and this kills the crystal. Uh and so, and so Luke hates it, but he's like, you know, I don't understand what the hell just happened. She tries to throw him the crystal so he can so he can look at the uh, at the change that's happened inside of it from her zapping it with a tool. And he's so scared of it that he moves his hand away and it shatters on the floor. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so she's like, "You all right? Because you just uh, you just freaked out real bad and then like backed away from a crystal." <laughs> yeah, and he's like. Uh, He's like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's just that that wasn't the right crystal. I need to see the correct crystal shard, M. Gelfling. And I need to see the crystal star. Yeah. And, <laughs> and she was like, don't reference the dark crystal. Let's keep just, let's just keep going. And uh, so they, she's like, hey, by the way, would you like to come with us tonight? We're going to a town hall meeting because, you know, Seti Ashgad's back in town. And they say he's got work. <laughs> Seti Ashgad's back in town. And. So are the boys, and if they want to fight, you better let them. Man, that song is so weird when you stop and think about it. <laughs> uh, Yeah, so, Seti Ashkad's coming back to his palace, which which uh, Luke has seen before, but not actually been in. Uh, this is his Huegshul palace. It's different than his other palace. Yeah, the palace at the Mountain of Lightning? Yes. Neat place. That's a cool description. Yeah. I'm excited to find out what that is. That's where Leia is. I hope... It- oh, that's... Okay, oh, well, never mind then. Yeah, uh, come any- on now. Uh, anyway. <laughs> anyway, she's like, yeah... They, uh, Apparently he's got some work. I think it's just another shipment from off planets coming in, and he wants people to go out and get it. So maybe we can get you some some uh, some cash in that in that work. Plus, you can everyone from all over the, the planet's going to be there, so you can ask around about that lady you're looking for. Yeah, look, if anyone's seen your friend, then this will be the best time to do it because all the newcomers are going to be there. Because everyone loves listening to Ashgad. They're going to be coming from as far away as Distant Place, which is (laughs) practically the name of one of the places she lives. I forget what it specifically is. It's like Far Horizon or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, fucked off that way. (laughs) People are going to be coming from as far away as Long Boring Drive. (laughs) They're going to be coming as far away as East Bumfuck. (laughs) Paris, California. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Maybe I won't go. I think most of the cities on this planet are basically Paris, California. <laughs> uh, jokes for us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, he's like, yeah, I guess I'll go with you. And then him and old Aunt Jin and you, Molly Darm, and uh, his buddy from the first chi- first person he meets. Ar- the- Ar- Avric? Arvik? Ar- Ar- Arvid? Ar- Arno? Arvid. Arvid. Arvid, Arvid Krellblob. Yeah, Arvid Krellbob, the janitor for the flower shop on Skid Row. <laughs> Arvid Krellbob, one of the bathroom attendants from Millie Ways. Millie Ways. Yeah, the restaurant at the end of the universe. Huh. Yeah. Huh. You didn't, a... know, you didn't know it had that name? No. <laughs> it's a, it's a good cut. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I mean, I went to Little Shop of Horrors. That's fine with one of my personal all-time favorite musical. Yeah. It's great. Uh, yeah, it's an amazing... I mean, the songs in it. I think my favorite musical to watch is probably Rocky Horror, but in terms of, like, listening to the soundtrack, it's, it's uh, Little Shop all the way. I mean, Little Shop is amazing. Yeah. I don't know. I do love Jesus Christ Superstar. I know. You're a huge Jesus Christ Superstar fan, and I, I can't fault you that. Almost every song in it is a rock jam. I mean, it is a real banger of a musical. Virtually every song in that thing is a banger. There's There are a few, like, filler songs yeah. that happen that I'm like, oh... Like, I don't need a song about fucking Peter denying Christ three times. That's yeah. okay. But, when but it, whatever. When I think about Little Shop, I'm like, okay, what are the filler songs? And they're really, what's the filler song? Everything's fucking rad in Little Shop. Oh, yeah. Son, be a dentist somewhere that's green. Skid Row, Feed Me. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're all so good. Uh, you gon' get it. Oh, God, I love that song so much. See, it's supper time. Oh, God, that love it. Want a big fancy car? I just love that guy. All right, oh, it's so good. Oh. Fucking Jesus. Okay. Anyway, yeah. sorry about that. Here we go. Here we go. The, one, two, three. They're, he they're, goes they're, to Zodiac. They're, they're walking down there, and as they're walking along, who should walk up next to them? But our old cop, uh, Irish, our old alien, Val Krupski. I, yeah, Grup and Snap are here. The the uh, the couple of Irish stereotype cops, except one of them's Nithorian. Yeah, it's old Officer Krupski, mm. and he's here to. Break up the jets and the sharks from fighting. and Yeah, he's he's basically running security to make sure that old-timers don't show up. I think they're, like, the only cops here, because apparently they're the only ones that matter. Yeah, they're the only cops we're going to keep meeting. It's fine. It's like how Detective Bullock seems to be everywhere in Batman. Hell yeah, he does. He's He's, he's, always, a, he's everywhere you want to be. Even though he's a lazy shit, he's always the cop on scene. Heck yeah. It's because he's... He's causing the crimes, Jeff. I mean, except for the beginning of Batman eighty nine. In the beginning of Batman eighty nine, they get that announcement that there's something going down at the warehouse where the Joker falls in the vat, and the, Commissioner Gordon's like, well, "Who's the exa- outstanding cop? Who's there?" Because he's all Pat Hingley, and they're like, <laughs> "He's uh, all Pat Higley." And it's like, uh, "It's Winston, sir." Remember that? He goes, "Oh my God!" <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't Bullock? Not Bullock. Well, Winston Bullock is his full yeah. name. Winston Duke Bullock. Yeah. That's him. That's him. Oh my God. <laughs> That's, Holy mother of God. That is that is almost definitely one of the best oh my gods of of uh, cinematic history. It's, and it was wasted on that. Yeah, it's like a little nothing line. It's just like there's some shit cop there. That's all you have to know. And it doesn't matter yeah. at all. No. Oh my God. <laughs> I kind of wonder what cop it would have been where you'd be like, oh, okay, good. Yeah, Good, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's Montoya. Oh Great. Uh, <laughs> Rene Montoya, that's wonderful. Fucking oh, great. Awesome. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> I love it. I got a boner right now. Yeah, uh, the question's going to handle I mean, sorry, not yet. Not no, yet. What? hold not, on. Too- I got ahead of myself. Yep. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, so we get to the house, and the house is guarded by synthroids. and Luke walks through a place where Luke sneaks off, basically. He breaks off from the guided tour and sneaks off. And what does he see? Obviously the kitchen where that Kubaz used to make superbugs. And the uh, thing is, he's still got... That fucking map that uh, To gave him. Yeah, so, so he's like, "Ooh, I wonder if they've got cool stuff here." Yeah, but he does manage to make his way to the place where it says that the like uh, treasury or whatever is, mm-hmm. and it has clearly not been fucked with in years. Like, it's just covered in dust, and there's nothing in there. Yeah, he's like, "Ah, all right, <laughs> yeah, never mind." She's and just this <laughs> crazy old bug eating lady. And then a synthroid's like, "May I help you, sir?" <laughs> You are requested in the presence of Mr. Body. (laughs) I'm the butler. I buttle. (laughs) I'm going to go home and fuck my wife. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This episode is just entirely brought to you by references to good movies. It's because we're missing seeing good things, right? Or reading good things. It's real sad, because this shit is so boring. Like, the entire chapter is just... Luke hanging out at a town hall meeting. It's so bad. it Basically, the whole structure that we've encountered in this book, and it might just be because we're doing it in a two chapters of time structure, is that Leia and Luke find out shit at the same time, and it's boring. So, like, Leia hears a bunch of crap about how Bel Dorian used to have a weird, sadistic, Kubaz insect cook, and then Luke finds all the kitchens where he used to do all his cookerating, and then uh, Leia finds out that Legaeus is a promising and superpowered hollow faker. And then Luke watches a fake hollow. Yep. That's it just flows being like, oh, hey, you remember this? Now let's see it in action. And, and then, then and you then... remember when I introduced this? Let's see it in action. And then Leia gets a, gl- a, a uh, brief suggestion that Seti Ashgad might be the same guy just 80 years later and not aging for some reason. Yeah. And then Luke thinks the same thing when he watches Seti Ashgad speak during that during this town hall meeting. It's just they're both they're coming to the same conclusions At the same speed. Which is slow. Yeah. So basically the the town hall meeting is that Seti Ashgad comes in and is addressing all the newcomers who he promised that he would go and discuss joining the uh, the Republic with the Republic ambassador. Yeah, he's like, oh, I didn't just go meet with a minor dignitary. I didn't meet with just a senator. Oh, no. I met with Leia Organa Solo. Mm -hmm. Now, I might be just a small-time country lawyer. (laughs) But yeah, he's basically spinning a tale about uh, using the hollow fake. He's like, Oh, so I wanted to go talk to Leia, and Leia called you all dorks. <laughs> anyway, here's a, a very clearly not fake video where Leia says that y'all, you all smell like farts and yeah. eat farts <laughs> and like to bathe in farts. She smells like farts. No! Oh! Is basically what happens in this scene. <laughs> you are the one who are the ass lickers. <laughs> So, yeah, he basically says, I tried to join the Republic for you guys. I really did. I did my best, but you know how it is when Leia doesn't like you. Yeah, and then she has said that every one of you looks like an ugly person. Look, I know. I went up there and I said, the hardworking, beautiful, Mm -hmm. friendly people of this planet, they deserve help. And she said, help? Help? I wouldn't help those dumb assholes if anyone was trying to murder me. I wouldn't pee on them if they were on fire. They all look like backwoods Paul Giamatti's, <laughs> the lot of them. <laughs> and then, and then Paul Giamatti's there, and he's like, oh, "Oh, gee, Oh no, you got me. I could really used a good day, just one good day for old PG, all oh, old Paul, <laughs> Polly G's. No one calls me that. <laughs> hey, who's the best looking person in town now?" <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah, so, so, yeah, they, and of course, Luke reacts to this with, hey, that's, uh, that's bullshit. I love that Luke straight up yells liar at him. Yeah, but the problem is, everyone at the town hall is currently also yelling, like, suck my balls! (laughs) We all hate Princess Leia now! Oh, fucking Republic! Yeah, so they get all super mad. Uh, Luke also is briefly, uh, interviewed for the purposes of that job that was mentioned. Uh, basically, there there is a shipment coming in, and Luke is offered the position of going to get some of the stuff from the shipment. A loader, is what they call it. And uh, Umali tells him, oh, that means that they don't trust you to run interference. Because the people they trust, they'll give guns to, and they'll keep the old-timers the, out. The, yeah, Therans. the Therans. Yeah, the Therans can't get in uh, and, get, and uh, break up the shipment. And he's like, okay, well, I guess I'll take that work then. Great! So, that happens. Meanwhile, he watches... Seti Ashgad, and we get a little more detail on Seti Ashgad here, which is that before Luke was even born, Ashgad, the senior, the dad Ashgad, um, <laughs> Ashdad, the Ashdad was a senator, uh, a, a human senator of, who was a contemporary of Palpatine uh, back and when that was banished by Palpatine because he was trying to also get power. Yes. Uh, so we, we learned that all that happened a long time ago and that while well, this all happened well before Luke was born. He He's an... It says he's a politics nerd, and so he watched Old Hollows of, of Seti Ashgat at some point in his past? Yeah, I know. Like, no, he's not. No, no fucking farm kid was like, ooh, I found an old VHS copy of a C-Span episode. I guess I'll put this on. Don't sell me that fucking lie that he's listening to Charlie Rose on tape and shit. Luke doesn't care about that. He gets drunk and blasts Womp Rats. <laughs> Lucas Desert. If trash. you know what I mean, yeah, <laughs> he gets drunk and blasts Womp rats. Yeah, get drunk and blast Womp rats this is one of my favorite episodes of Hattie's pornography. <laughs> uh, Womp rat blasting seventeen, <laughs> forced Womp rat blasting. Uh, so yeah, but he, he's like he's like man, that guy used to be so enthusiastic, and they they said he had the golden voice. Yeah, and I can see where this guy gets it from. I mean. His dad must be like in his 80s by now. I bet he's retired to that palace in the mountains where the lightning is. I wonder what his dad's doing. Because this guy looks exactly like him and talks exactly like him. Based on those hollows I He is exactly watched. like him. <laughs> Who's doing that? Even the best, even people poli-side today would be like, uh, yeah, I'm so interested in politics from another... Uh, country of mine that I watch old videos, and I have some hollows of Benjamin Disraeli, a former prime minister of Britain and I'm super into. I'm so into it. I mean, I guess it's just because they needed, because they want the hint to drop that this is the same dude that said oh, yeah. Yashgad's the, he's fu- some vampire or some shit. I, I assume he's uh, also, like, force-powered. My guess is that he's the other end of the death scene. That the Death seed kills people in life, and life, and he's the dude who's getting bonus life. And Dazeem, like, sucks out the death and turns it into life and shoots it into Ashgad? I think so, yeah. I think Ashgad's the recipient of Dazeem's... Uh, I can Administrations? Pull, yeah, pull the life out of people. And he's been keeping this dude alive for a long time for his own creepy reasons. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It it, it it makes sense to me. Like, that, all that spare life gotta go somewhere. It's not like Mario's around to collect it. <laughs> Jumping on turtles and whatnot. I well, would... <laughs> How is Mario collecting it? He jumps on turtles and whatnot. That's not collecting life. It collect- it's collecting lives. No, that's collecting mushrooms. Also, if you jump on more than eight turtles, you start getting one ups. <laughs> more than eight turtles. Ever- everyone has did. there you- been any time in this book where you've seen one turtle? Look, look. My dad used to work at the Empire. <laughs> he got me a copy of Mario Four. <laughs> Uh, but it doesn't work there anymore, and I had to give the copy back, so... So you can't see it. But I I, I beat it, and it's cool, because at the end, my name's in the credits, and I load it to my girlfriend in Space Canada, so... (laughs) Oh, Space Canada. (laughs) It's just like regular Canada. Because, you know, that's also in space, technically. Because, I mean, technically. (laughs) So anyway, uh, that's pretty much the end, is Luke yelling liar at this dude, because he makes a very convincing fake Leia. Yeah, so he's like, all right, well, now I know that... This dude's a huge asshole, and I going to go get rid of my anger, and... Oh, that's right. He goes outside and lets his anger burn off. Yeah, he's like, ooh, I gotta gotta let go of all this anger, and let it float up into space, and then really visualize what I want out of life. That's the Jedi secret. And the thing I want the most out of life is my ex-girlfriend who thought I was too clingy. (laughs) I love that even in here, there's... A point where he thinks about Callista again mm-hmm. and just goes, "Oh, mm. I, I got sad. I, I made myself her. sad again. I have to find the girl who dumped me. I'm a living airborne toxic event song." <laughs> uh, well, the airborne. T- you, you can't name I another mean, one. Uh, <laughs> it's sometime around midnight, and then nothing. Come on, don't don't kid yourselves. <laughs> That's in the book. (laughs) Word for word. It's all in there, which is weird because that song came out in like 2008. I know. Very uh, prescient of Barbara. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, anyway, that's pretty much the two chapters. (laughs) There you go. Fucking nothing happens. More wheel spinning. Yeah. We Uh, get a revelation of things we already knew. Well, I mean, the whole Han chapter thing boils down to there's needles fighters that don't have pilots. Oh, honestly, the Han chapter is probably the only thing that actually mattered. Because it 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 added information that we didn't already know. Yeah, I mean, if you wanted to learn more about, like, long-dead Kubaz chefs, then this was the chapter for you. Yeah, great. Uh, But if you really wanted to learn that maybe Seti Ashgat is his own dad, then you get a little hint of that, too. Great, mm-hmm. he is his own grandpa. <laughs> He's also his own grandpa. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, you can't fool me, John. It's Seti Ashgads all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> the whole planet is Seti Ashgads in various forms. Now, when I think about this entire book, I'm going to think of every single person Luke meets. As the person who plays Seti Ashgad in various get-ups, <laughs> like, just putting on a hat and overalls and being like, Hello! Hello I'm, I'm a- Ooh, Molly Darm! <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not the handsome senator, uh, Seti Ashgad? Oh, what a catch he is. Ooh. Oh, why a young man such as yourself would be lucky to have Seti Ashgad. Anyway, I've got to go. <laughs> and then like he comes in in, like a different hat and a jacket and he's like, Hey, I'm Arvid. That's me. I got I work for Seti Ashgad and he's so handsome and sexy. I'm Grupp and I'm Snaplance. <laughs> Wait, you doing two people at once? I have a mustache on a stick, I switch in and out. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, I guess it's a big old ithorian face. <laughs> yeah, it's a big ithorian mask that he takes off and yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, if you're Grupp and you're Snaplance, then <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> anyway, that's the chapters. There you go. There Thank you have you so it. <laughs> <much>. <laughs> Tune in next week for uh... more exciting adventures of fucking nothing. Jesus, yeah. this is it's difficult. Like it took me like an hour to get through the first chapter today because I kept reading, like, a page and then just putting the, the book down on my leg and going... <sighs> okay, I still gotta read this. All right, here we go. <laughs> Spin that book around. Keep going. Come on, you can do this. It's, it's just nothing and nothing's happening. I always think about these books where fucking nothing happens, and I go, did they not watch any of the movies? Oh, I know, right? Because all of these read, like... Like a really shitty 70s movie where no one leaves a room and they all just like talk on a phone in a wood paneled sheriff's office. I because that's what these books are. Yeah, I know. I think part of the problem is if you do a novelization of like New Hope, it's like 40 pages and Bantam doesn't want that shit. <laughs> you know, if it's just like, and then Luke did a cool flip in his fighter and it was all pre-own, pre-own, <laughs> <ny-ny-ny-ny- laughs> <so, "Priow." laughs> and then he got a sweet metal, but not the dog. The end. <laughs> Yeah, but even I mean, even if you take a little bit of time, the amount of scene changing introduction of cool things, action beats like there's a lot of things that happen in any of these movies and Are these books, oh, the movies. no, the, the, movies. Movies. Yeah, the movies. And then when you get to the book, it's like, what happens? Oh, fucking nothing. Uh, meanwhile, still on the planet. That's still boring. in the room she's been in yeah. for the past. 150 pages. Leia is high. Luke gets a job in a repair shop. Like, oh, good. This is what the people wanted. They wanted to see Luke get a job and then get a different job and also be angry at a town hall meeting. Yeah. What is this bullshit? <laughs> well, that's just Jaws. <laughs> yeah. that's. This is... You ever seen a Leia? Cold, dead eyes. <laughs> like a doll's eyes. <laughs> uh. <sighs> uh smash cut interior han's apartment okay uh. all right you know one of the things you never saw in the actual star wars movies is anyone except luke being at home and when luke was at home it was specifically because it was boring yeah it was there to be like oh this is garbage and the whole setup for this is i want to leave it yeah. but not here here it's just here I am in a room again. Yeah. Hey. I guess Lando was at home too, but you didn't like see his quarters or anything. You just saw the building you lived in. Yeah. It's not. Oh, I'm at home. It's I'm doing business things yeah. on business welcome planet. To, welcome to business planet, where I'm going to betray you. I mean, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, I'm not I'm, betraying I'm you. Definitely not doing that. Please get into this room. You go first. <laughs> Uh, so, anyway, folks, if you enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more stuff about Star Wars, then... The Pete only got, reason that we will continue reading this is if you support us, because yeah. otherwise, fuck this book. <laughs> yeah, we'll just stop. Uh, I mean, I forget what the goal was for us to start doing this, but it was some far, far ago. It was like under a 1,000 or something on the Patreon. The, the doing this weekly goal was set maybe a little low. Wasn't it like... I think that might have been the 1,000 goal. No, that was the 1,500, I think. Oh, uh, was it? Okay, that's... Well, you know, people earned it. Good job, folks. You earned it. You did it. But by God. (laughs) You want us to do it three times a week? Let me set a new goal for you. Uh, uh, You want to set a new goal where we set up a camera and you have to watch us try and read this and see our tears? (laughs) If you like the Star Wars stuff that we do and you want to hear some more than good news there's bonus content for every single episode of expounded universe where John and I go on to Wikipedia find weird dumb stories from Wikipedia and trust me it's full of them and bring them back to tell to, to each other and to you the listener you're damn right that's right and these amazing tales can be yours for the low low cost of two dollars per system ma- I know it's confusing per two dollars per system mastery episode it's like four bucks a month come on it's yeah. not it's not that bad we aren't gonna it pull basically boils internet. down to a dollar per episode yeah we're, we're not gonna pull a weird internet trick and uh and charge you a thousand times a month we've never done that and we never will yeah we've been doing this for years we are consummate professionals weirdly yeah i know it's crazy i right? mean you listen to us you wouldn't think that and yet here we are we actually file taxes and like itemize and shit we do like a, this is a real job <laughs> we're like adults i know it's the strangest thing and you can help us do that job well you can help us be adults yeah for a simple cost of about 4 bucks a month, just pledge at the $2 level, you'll unlock a bonus episode four times a month of Star Wars, plus twice a month of System Mastery. That's six bonus episodes for $4 a month. That's that's $0.75 cents an episode. That's ridiculous. It's It's completely insane. We should not be doing this. We need to raise our prices, and you should get in there before we do. And if you want to bump it up, you can go to the $5 level. You get our Afterthought monthly episode, which is always a delight and... First of the month is coming up. Yeah, coming right up. You can be uh, right on uh, the dot to get that episode when it hits. Hell yeah. It's good stuff. I mean, we're going to have a lot of conversations about what happened to Jeff in the hospital. So if you're curious about his it's gonna be, yeah. weird nonsense that happened with his gross disgusting body <laughs> so four bucks four bucks a month that gets you that bonus content otherwise thank you so much for listening we'll see you on the pat oh, at, at patreon com slash system mastery obviously otherwise you can find us at system com or wherever fine t-shirts are sold uh, twitter facebook reddit whatever we're system mastery to all those places i've been elan Boggiano. and i love fake hutties deaths porn